Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, we are recording a day after the Capitale debacle in the Derby della Capitale, where Lazio won 1-0, thanks to a penalty by Mario, uh, by Sakani in, in, uh, in the second half, uh, after a Dean Hoysen foul on uh, Tati Castellanos. And Roma have now gone 410 minutes since scoring a goal against Lazio in the Rome derby. The last goal that Roma scored was on March 20th, 2022, which was Lorenzo Pellegrini's free kick. I want to say 38, maybe 39, 40 minutes into that game to make it 3-0. And ever since that, Roma have failed to hit the net against Lazio. And it's a depressing, depressing, depressing tale. You could probably hear the disappointment and anguish in my voice. Thank God we didn't do a podcast yesterday. I lost my head. I only watched the second half and that was fucking shit because I was doing overtime. I I couldn't I recorded the first half. I could not stand myself to watch it because I just can't, couldn't stomach, but I may lose it again. <laughs> I may lose it as, as my guest told me to <laughs> pre pod. I'm with Joey. How are you, Joey? I'm good and you, Scott. I, I I'm Probably a lot calmer than I was yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I may have lost my head um, after the game. I wanted to tweet some stuff, but then I just thought, no, I put my phone on charge. I put my phone on do not disturb or on aeroplane mode and just sat and watched TV, got up with some TV. Um, I watched probably 55 minutes of the game, included the second half added time. I saw a penalty, which was a penalty. Was it four red cards in the end? Uh, if you include the coaches, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about the red cards in a minute, but how are you? Uh, I'm all right, Scott. I mean, I've obviously, in terms of the game, I'm, I'm deeply frustrated and disappointed, but you know what? I kind of expected this. It's how we got, always are in the cup. So you got it's your against wish. Lazio. You got your wish. Yeah, but yes, I, you're right, Scott. I did, and I'm not as upset, but the, the part that upsets me is because it's who we lost to, and it's how we Agreed. lost. Agreed. Agreed. So that right there is obviously frustrating, and getting into this game, I mean, Scott, again, we play a big team. I find we, we struggle so much to create, and it's, you know, it's going to come down to we'll talk about it again. I just think it's been broken from the summer, from the preseason friendly, and it's just really in the season there's something wrong, literally. And I don't blame one person, but like I said, you can't overhaul a roster. I, I get it. You can't overhaul every single player. It's impossible. It's not black or white. It's not the coach or the players. It's a mix. That's why I said you have to start new. It, it, it's four games we haven't scored against Lazio, Scott. Four games at 410 minutes. I think it's four. Is it four? Hmm, it's four. Season. It's four. It's four matches against Lazio. Yeah. Two last season and two this season. And the 50 minutes. And the, the 50. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's four, yeah. four and two thirds. Yeah. Yeah. If my math is correct, it's four and two thirds. But yeah, it's. Um, 
is it broken? You say it potentially is. Um, it is. And then there were talks pre-game of Mourinho getting a year deal. Can I just ask this? If this was under Paolo Fonseca, the previous coach, who... Oh, they would have asked for his head. Yeah, his head would be on the chopping board right now. It'd be on the chopping block. Absolutely, it would be. uh, I don't want to, to be honest. I don't care about the backlash from a certain fan base. I may even say it later, but deep down inside, I don't think Mourinho will be here next season. Uh, It'd be very stupid to give him an extension right now after the performances. I'm not going to lie, the performances in recent weeks and for a while have been god-awful. This team looks bereft of ideas. When a certain individual is not in the squad and in the team, the team looks completely lost. Um, He looks completely out on his feet after the game on uh, on Sunday, would you agree? Absolutely. And then to start him in the cup, I know it's just because it's Lazio. I, I don't think Dybala would have started in this cup if it wasn't Lazio. That's my honest opinion. But then really, he brought I think him he would have the... saved him totally. Then he brought him off the bench last week in the Coppa Italia because he doesn't yeah, he have did. trust in other players. And he's no, just he like... doesn't. <sighs> It's been mismanagement, Scott. Even even uh, even with uh, Asmund, we had the theory. I remember I, I actually listened back to our episode yesterday because I remember about the Asmund theory, how he didn't bring him on against Atalanta. And we thought, okay, maybe because he's going to the, the cup in uh, for Asia, you know, which after this game, which he is. And uh, they didn't want they wanted to not risk him, but he, he put him in for the Lazio game. Again, it's part of mismanagement. And then- and, Go ahead. And then he got stupid. <laughs> he got sent off for like the he most. He got sent off, which is thing. you know at least he at least Scott they showed like it took them ninety something minutes, but they finally show hard again because that game itself, uh, besides the whole tactical part where they had no ideas, no way of breaking through Lazio for the fourth and a half time, they they just didn't seem interested. I'm sorry, they had there was a really big lack of effort besides. Besides a few players, one including Mancini, I just thought they had no effort at all. And it's just not structured correctly. Really, the team is not structured correctly. It it heavily weighs on wingbacks that don't produce. Um, and we talked about them. Yes, they produced maybe a little better. A couple of wingbacks were different under Fonseca. But in the end, you know, even a new coach, I don't know how much better they would do at this point. I think it's just a lost cause with them. You know, we don't find any ideas to kind of mask it or change it or, or hide our problems. We really don't. And we keep doing the same thing over and over. It's like banging your head on the wall and you're just getting nothing out of it. That's the that's the definition, uh, Scott, of insanity. Doing the it same is. thing over, over and over and expecting a different result. We are not going to expect anything different. I've already said uh, we'll get to... Uh, Maybe, you know, we'll talk a little about because we have Milan coming up. We don't have Dybala. But even with Dybala, without, I think without a penalty, Scott, I can bet anything. I can bet my whole life savings that they will not score Sunday. That's no, the expectation it, I have right now of them. You know that Roma will probably shit out a result in Milan. If they do, it's a 0-0, Scott, because I don't expect them to score. I'm sorry. I really, I really don't expect them to score. And Milan have no centre-backs. Yeah, they don't. 
and they lost. I didn't watch the game yesterday evening. Um, I switched off my phone. Oh, I was watching cricket highlights. Um, but they lost to Atalanta with a, let's just say, a dubious penalty. Yeah, it was very, very dodgy. It's it's a tough call to make. It was really, really a tough call. But Leo wasn't happy about it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, shall we talk about the game? Uh, that's what we're, we're probably here. You watched a whole lot. I was doing overtime until just after, just past six o'clock when UK time. So when the second half kicked off, I potentially, I was going to watch the first half last night, but I deleted it off my TiVo and I couldn't be bothered to watch it again. So I probably didn't miss much apart from the debutant goalkeeper fumbling the ball from a cross from the right hand side to Lukaku and then a referee Orsato gave the foul and then a flare was thrown on the pitch if I'm not mistaken and that was pretty much the first half that was pretty much it Scott there was nothing from both teams honestly our prediction of them going to extra time would have happened if it wasn't for the penalty and the penalty is something accidental like it's not a it's a mistake yes but it's not a it's not a mistake where uh, the defender wasn't composed. He just got there. Uh, uh, I forget who the attacker was, or was it was it Vecino? Uh, Castellanos. It... Castellanos, that's right. When Castellanos got there a little before uh, Hoyson, it, it's not a play where he made like a stupid foul, stupid mistake. It just he got there like a half second earlier. But beyond that, Scott, not even Lazio were playing. They weren't even playing well. No team was playing well. There was no quality between both sides. Zero. There was nothing, you know, not even from Lazio. Only when Lazio scored, then they started to show up a little more and Roma started to look less composed. They started to look like they were getting a little rattled. But before that, there was nothing. Honestly, Scott, there was nothing from the first half. We created nothing with Dybala Lukaku. Wing backs, zero midfield, absolutely zero. Besides Mancini being a warrior, he really, he really didn't miss much. But again, it's going back to saying even... From first half, second half, we don't create nothing against Lazio, and we barely create anything against big teams. We really don't. Is it scary that Roma's first shot on target was Bellotti in the ninety-second or third minute? Um, I think actually, Scott. I think the first shot came from was it Pellegrini? Because I kept. Oh yes, it was. It was the yes, it was the the diabolical shot which looked like a pass, a back pass to the keeper. But then, yeah, the second shot, pretty much, yeah, Yeah, it was the eighty seventh. Yeah, it was the eighty seventh minute. It was the eighty seventh minute, and then the next shot was Bellotti in what was you said the ninety second, ninety third. Yeah, yeah, that that was it. That was it again. We go into a game where I keep we keep talking about every big game. We don't have any shots on target. I don't get it. Like how, uh, I don't know, Scott, even if the wing backs were somewhat better yesterday and more accurate, Scott, there's nobody in the box besides Lukaku. Yeah. What, what do you want the guy to do against four guy, four players? It, it's right. really, yeah, exactly. Look, Lazio know how to build a wall against Roma. And every time Lukaku's in the box, there was at least three to four players there. What do you want the guy to do? You need somebody else. If it's not Dybala, because he doesn't make back post runs, you need to get the midfielders up there. And that's another big problem is that that disjointment between the midfield and attack. The only one that, you know, that that should be trying to do it is Pellegrini and 
a little bit of Bove, but no one has that. No one's able to link that midfield with that attack. Like like I keep mentioning, it, guys like Barella, Loftus Cheek, uh, Reinders, Mikatarian. Um, I think Rabio's the one that does it for Juve. I'm mentioning yeah. we don't have that one player. We have Pellegrini, but obviously he's not performing. And Bove, I think Bove is just better off the ball. He's better. He's like, to me, he's like Nangalan off the ball, not Nangalan on the ball. That that's that's what he reminds me of. So he does well at getting you the ball back, and he wins it high. But he's not that link. That link that that's perfect as your your box to box. When you play a three five two, you always have one that sits deep. This is how I always like it. Right, you have your box to box, which is. Bove does a little bit of both, high press, and then you have one that's more attacking, like Napoli would have with uh, Lobotka and Gisa and Zielinski. Zielinski you know, Zil- yeah. Zielinski would attack more, and Gisa did all, a lot of the dirty work, box to box, and Lobotka would direct play from from like the the defensive mid role. We but we just don't have it. It's just it's broken. I I think Cristante, he's totally fatigued. Him and Lukaku, I think he just sits a lot deeper. Than he should. Uh, he doesn't advance as much as he used to, and this is where we are. We just cannot create chances. How can we fix it? Which is the million-dollar question. Uh, we we can't fix it for the season. In the summer, no. Scott, unfortunately, again, I will say I'm not a Mourinho hater, not anti-Mourinho. I thought he's done well. I loved almost all his press conference. I love what he talks about the club, how he mentions about them. I loved everything of what he's done here. It just, I believe it's just time to, for a change. It just doesn't work with Agreed. both sides. I think Mourinho needs a team uh, that has obviously that has money and that can buy you winners. And I think Roma need a coach that where they need to find the next, again, it doesn't have to be as good as Vicha Cavascalia, but you know, find somebody that can explode for you 10, 15 million or something, and you help develop in a system that works. That's so. Again, it's not black or white; it's both sides. They we need to overhaul and unfortunately restart. We can't continue to rely on old broken players. Again, there are very few players, Scott. I would keep on this team. Very, very few. It it really doesn't. There's really not many of them that I would keep. And I, it's like it's it barely a handful. Or you can go in for Borja Mayoral again for twenty five million. Yeah, exactly. He explodes in Spain, and this is where we're at. Or he's, you know, he costs twenty five million out to Arsenal. And it's crazy. Yeah, he's to be honest, he's had a good couple of years in Spain with Hidafe. But yeah, after his his year and a bit in Rome, I just think in the games recently that we've watched, I want to say the Bologna game. Bologna game was like, they just got totally outplayed by the better team. Yesterday, it's... Do they just shit themselves when they play against Lazio in in recent times? It just seems... It could be. This seems like a mentality issue against the only player that probably comes out with flying colours is the one who got sent off after the final whistle yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) We're having a a go at uh, Mr. Orsato. Like there was four red cards or five or six could have been even more. I think Mourinho may have got sent off as well after the final whistle. I'm not too sure. Um, Was it Luke Luke Pellegrini and um, Pedro? Pedro. Two ex-Roma players getting sent off. Yeah, I imagine that. 
Asmund, who kept getting slapped by uh, Nicola Ravella and the shithouse monster uh, Matteo Guendouzi. Um, I'm taking. I was taking notes in my head. I was taking notes for the for the game in April, thinking you might get retribution. Some Roma players will take that and just lay one on him in the next game, and it it wouldn't surprise me if it's even Mancini or Paredes. <laughs> or even both. Um, there was a lot of shithousery in the end. But I just think, as you said, I think the time, say thank you. Thank you for Tirana. Almost say thank you for that wonderful run in the Europa, Le- Europa League last season, which we wore a handball away from winning the whole competition. And, if it wasn't for a bald ref who's just an absolute god-awful referee, we could have been in the Champions League this season. Sorry to bring that up again. Apologies for the listeners. And for you, uh, Joey, don't want to give you PTSD, but <laughs> I think it may be time for a change, a fresh challenge for both parties. Um, it's just like the style of football. Like I said this last year, Mourinho football can only take you to the next level. You need to adapt and evolve after that, I said that last season, after the before the World Cup, because remember Roma had that awful, awful run to the World Cup where they limped over the line. I think that they were just waiting for the World Cup to happen and then just come back refresh. And they did that to some extent last season. They were third at a point. I remember third, and then it got to the final game, and then they put all their eggs into the Europa League basket, which is understandable. And they were so close, but their league form just dropped off massively. I know, like he has hasn't been helped financially, but I did see something earlier that that first transfer window was probably the killer. It was, but that's on. I mean, that could be that's on, on Pinto. Just Mourinho and Pinto. We and we Pinto. don't know who who decides, but that that's why Pinto was the first to go. I agree. Yeah. Um, and his hands have been tied. He's he's taking. He's trying to make chicken salad with chicken shit and he's doing pretty much that the best he could but i just think a fresh idea a fresh change and something to to look forward to in the summer for both parties Mourinho could go to saudi or he could go back to the premier league where he could earn a shitload of money and just redo what he's doing now with maybe newcastle or could go to saudi and just take another take one big last contract before finishing it and retiring from football I just I, the fans love him here. I would say if this if this this is the end, I would I would say I'm I'm not anti Mourinho. We've had shit in the past from Mourinho fans on here. Like I've been attacked, Imran's been attacked, other people, and the podcast been attacked because we've called him out on stuff, and some of his fan base have not liked it at all. Uh, I've loved what he's done here. But the excuses of starting to tire and starting to wane again and again and again and again and again. Because exactly, because he has nothing else to say. Uh, I think he's he's at a point where, like you know, he's obviously not going to throw himself under the bus. But this is where we're at, Scott. If you saw his press conference, which were, I mean, I wanted to kind of get into. Uh, yeah. Like I was, I was dumbfounded by his by his uh, response and his words, saying this is a penalty in modern football uh you know people don't go down like that like 20 years ago i was like what i was like what am i what am i reading when i when i read when i read his words like 
Is there nothing else? That's just a penalty all day. There's nothing you could say in modern football. There's a reason VAR is there is to get those uh, get those calls correct. So, uh, like, I don't think he had anything else to say to defend him and the team, which any coach would do. And he's just finding, you know, any sort of words. That, that's why I was just saying it, it's broken. And, again, I think Mourinho deserves a chance at another big team. Uh, I think Chelsea and Newcastle – would be great for him. He loves Chelsea's call. Like, oh, you yeah. know how could much go he... back for... Yeah, it could go back through a third yeah. time. It wouldn't exactly. surprise me if he goes back to a team in Portugal either or Saudi. I didn't mean to cut for you sure. off. Sorry, jo- sorry, Chelsea. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. We're just ranting on. That's uh, yeah. the beauty of it, right? So, yeah, I think it's uh, great that uh, if you go back to Chelsea and I would support and same if he goes to even Newcastle. I think Newcastle's roster would actually suit him well. They're, they have that tough, rigid type of team like they're they're tough as nails to play especially defensively and they got money uh, and you oh, know yeah, what i would saudi money exactly i would support and respect whatever Mourinho does if he goes to one of those teams absolutely i just think what he's done here has been great getting the fan base here has been absolutely important oh, it's unbelievable like, like i've been to games in rome i've been to games pre like pre freaking and Mourinho and it's been ugh. Like, like I looked at pictures before Christmas. I went to a Roma Genoa game, which was 2015, and when um, Sadiq Umar scored, <laughs> one oh, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacko uh, got sent off. It was two thirds full. It was probably about 40, 40, 35, 40 thousand. I was with uh, Erland, who's a fellow Roma fan. He was living in Rome at the time. Um, I think he was going to school in Rome. So I met with him. I've been to other games. I've been to Champions League games. I went to Roma Genoa in 2017. That was full. Um, but the last game I went pre-COVID was Roma Empoli 2019. Ranieri's first game, Roma 1-2-1. That was empty. That was a cold Monday night. Florenzi got sent off on his birthday. I've been to three games under Mourinho. Monza with Sterling. Uh, Roman won 3 0. Full house. Atmosphere was amazing. Ludogorets game. Roman won 3 1. Zaniolo's best game since his knee in- after his knee injuries. Full house. Spezia game. Three days after the Europa League final. Full house. Roman win 2 1 thanks to the late goal by Tabala. And. Like the atmosphere when you go there is unbelievable. There was like sixty thousand for the Coppa Italia game last week against Cremonese. Uh, uh, the fans will come for this club, and Mourinho's brought the club together, and like like he's done he's done wonders with this club. He's he's brought mentality like they've become mentality monsters in in games this season. I think they scored like the highest proportion of goals in like between the 75th and the 90th minute in games. That's right. Cup run in 21-22 when they go to the Conference League final. I will never forget that. They won Roma's first major European trophy and were the first winners of the Conference League. It got to the set, it got to the final, the final of the Europa League and we got severed. Which which happens, and it's it's like you go to the Olympico now. Roma's home record's amazing. You go and they, he made he's made it a fortress. But there has been games where the away form has been wanting. The away performances haven't been great. 
the performances in Europe and the Europa League have not been great. Some of the signings have not been great. The matches against the uh, the big teams, Scott, and I want to make sure oh, we mention the, this. The you know, we talked is about rancid. Yeah, the, we talk about um, Fonseca's record, which I believe it was still a little worse because the first season we did do the double against Atalanta, which kind of helped. But what I showed you today, and for anyone who doesn't know, I'm talking about the absolute biggest teams, which is Milan, Lazio, Inter, Juventus, and Napoli. So I'm not even including uh, Atalanta in this. Uh, Roma have won four matches out of 27. So zero wins on five against Milan, one win on six in the derby, which is horrific. Uh, One win against six against Inter, one win in five against Juventus, one win in five against Napoli. I'm sorry. It's just, I love what he's done. Look, my biggest worry when he leaves, uh, eventually when he leaves, could be this season, could be next, whatever the case is, is that the fans will stop coming in, which I don't think they should. But ultimately, no. we're at a point, roster and coach, I think, I think unfortunately, it is time for a change. I think we, we went as far as we could, and we need a change on not only just Mourinho, like I keep mentioning, the, the roster needs to change as well. Because we had Fonseca before, right? Um, was our roster worse? Probably in in some aspects, for sure. And we, we, you know, we still ended around the same point, six Seventh, uh, seventh uh, not beating big teams. The only difference was that Fonseca was actually really good at beating the small teams. I remember he had that crazy record of eleven or straight, eleven or twelve straight wins against bottom feeder teams. That it was um, sorry, teams outside of the big seven or eight. Like he he had a ridiculous record. So to me, I just think it's time for a change. And I mean, if this game doesn't show you doesn't show you it. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. He's, you know, we have one win out of six in the Derby uh, out of six matches. We haven't scored in four games in 50 minutes. Uh, We don't create anything against Lazio against a goalkeeper. I've never even heard of. It wasn't even Provedel against a defense that to me has been struggling. Uh, Romagnoli, uh, Casale, Patrick. I don't think they've been performing well at all. Um, the their center backs. So, I, I, and you have Dybala Lukaku. I don't, I don't know what else to say. We just are not performing the way it is now, and we're not changing structure. If I mean, at least if we would try to change structure to something else, I'd say okay. We're but we're, we're, sorry, okay, but we'll we'll give it a go. Some, we'll, we'll find solutions, but they're not even doing that now. They're keep running the exact. Same formation, the exact same way of playing. It's so there's so many long balls to Lukaku. We keep saying it's got to be more to his feet, not to his head or his chest. How many times yesterday, Scott, did you see that? You know, him and Bove just didn't communicate. Um, yeah, that was in the second half, I believe. It was Bove was playing right wing back for about 20 minutes. Then he got hit on the head twice by a bottle of beer. Bottle. Did Did you see though when? There was a long ball played, and there was, I think it was Bove that was near Lukaku at a, at a couple of occasions. And like they just didn't talk to each other and they lost the ball uh, in the air because Bove would head it, but they can easily just bring it down. There was so much space. I don't know if you saw it, it's minor detail, but I, again, it's just stuff that's not being discussed or being used on the field. Like we just never go short. Like Patricio, even him, I, and this is, Mar- <coughs> excuse me, this is Mourinho ball. We have so many options to go short and progress to play without just hoofing it, and we don't. 
So it just keeps happening time and time again. And I just think we don't have the players, you know, to uh, to do what what need what Mourinho needs. So we need to basically change both ends of it. To quote the the late great Owen Hart, God rest his soul. Um, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Holding Absolutely. his two slam, it's holding his two slammy awards that he won in '97. <laughs> yeah, he's no no longer with us. For the wrestling fans, in, in that hopefully that will you will get that. God rest Owen Hart, uh, one of the greatest. Um, should we do some listeners' questions and then maybe do a little bit of a preview of the Milan game? Yeah. So I tweeted out at half past nine this morning. I think you were probably still tucked up, tucked up in bed because it's probably at four in the morning for you. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I put, uh, morning, we're recording the pod this evening. Post-copper debacle. Any thoughts, let us know. Thank God we didn't record last night. Could have been uh, interesting. Uh, I've got three responses uh, and a really good question. Jalarossi Jales, I hope I've pronounced that, or Gales. Why don't our players get up for this game? Why don't our players walk in a derby? Why does it take so long for a manager to change formation? Why does our manager scream at the ref instead of his players walking on the pitch in a derby? Those are very good, valid questions. I, I wish I can find the right answer, but the Mourinho does this um, for the ta- for the formation. Mourinho has been stubborn um, in ter- for his tactics with everybody, with every game. It's not just the, the derby. He just feels that this team can't play a four-back. He, he feels this team is uh, going to leak goals, but I don't think he thinks about ever trying to score more than that one famous or two goals. I just... That's just his mentality of coaching. Now, this would work with the better team, better players that can, you know, counterattack better and have really fast players, but it, it just it doesn't work here. So we try to counter a lot of times, but we don't have speed. So True. we, you know, our wing backs are, I mean, I'm not going to say they're declining. slow. Declining. Yeah, they're declining. But specifically with pace, I'm not going to say they're slow, but I can't say they're fast either. They're not going to burn you. For, for pace. Lukaku is pretty quick for a big guy, but he's not going to burn you. Dybala is not about speed. So, he's guile. Yeah. So where does it come from? That That's on the formula. And he's stubborn to change it. Absolutely stubborn to change it. Um, what, what did he mention about him? Oh, yeah. Him yelling at the, the referee. That's, the right, that's Or Sato yesterday. I'll, he, I'll talk about the red cards in a minute afterwards. Right, he meant he mentions about always yelling at that referee, which we shouldn't. Scott, I I'm actually am sort of tired how this team and this is, I mean, it's brought on by the by the coach, but the teams accept how they act. I'm tired of the team just swarming the referee for every little foul. I I am tired. I think it's the, he's brought that in. It's the mentality. It's all against us. Right. In, in, apart, I don't mind it sometimes, but it has got tiring. Like the Euro, Europa League final was like. Ugh, that was quite poor. Exactly, it, it, That was like you. You have to, you know, once in a while, you got to stop. It's it's enough. Um, and but Marino's always done that. He always turns around to the referee. He he defends his own players, which I like. But sometimes you got to be hard on your players, which I'm sure he is. Like, you know, off camera, off game. But he just always immediately thinks it's the referee's fault, and he's had that for a while. And players sort of buy into it. 
But the one thing they don't is I don't know what's said or what why they're so disinterested, but they never want to show up for this uh, derby anymore. They haven't wanted to show up for it's going to be unless we win in April, Scott. Well, even if we win in April, it's going to be two years since we won a derby game. Two years. Yeah, it'd be 20, 24 and a half months. Yeah, yeah. quick maths because it was March. March, yeah, exactly. Mid March twenty twenty. I watched the highlights from that yesterday. Roma could have won that five or six nil. Absolutely hit the bar. Abraham missed a glaring opportunity to to make it his hat trick near the end of the game. Scott, I think, I think the games after that, the the derby games that they played, where they lost both, which was last season. I think the mistakes uh, they made could have made Mourinho nervous and the players nervous. And I don't, I think when they go into a derby, they just have the, um, the fear of making a mistake. And yeah, that's true. We made so many mistakes. The last two derbies after the one we won, I think the fear of making a mistake for them is the biggest thing and they don't want to make it. But when you, when you play like that, you fear to make mistakes Maybe you don't make a mistake. Maybe you do, but it doesn't ultimately be that you'll win the game because you 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 won't attack. You'll be afraid to leave your position. You can't defend. You're going to give up a chance or a goal, whatever the case is. And I think they've been afraid ever since last year, where you know Ibanez made that initial mistake, and then we got the red card in the second one. They went into this, especially the last two one. They're really just scared. Uh, to do anything wrong and but they play with fear and they don't you know they don't play with that machine mentality of uh th- that warrior they don't they just don't do it yeah completely agree uh Corderoma, there's a lot to unpack with the performances of this team but my biggest question is why do we think to continue play three at the back when we consistently conceded and provide we constantly conceded and provide little to no attacking threat down our wings. Arguably, our most important method of attack. We could talk. We could do a whole podcast on our wing backs, couldn't we? Absolutely. Look, the one thing I, I will say with the wing backs, and we discussed this, is how did they go from having twenty-one goal contributions in one season uh, before Mourinho to twenty-five now? Twenty-five in two and a half. So 21 in one full season to 25 in two and a half. I just think we are a little more negative. We are a little more defensive. But the thing I will say, and finally Mourinho addressed it, when they do get opportunities, they don't create. Again, Zaleski has had one assist in two years. He's a wing back. DeMarco can get one assist every other game. Yeah. Someone he- posted... Uh, a compilation vid of his performance against Leicester in the. Uh... I saw that. Oh, different player. He Just was a different player. Playable that day. He had Ricardo Pereira in his back pocket, a Portuguese international right back in his back pocket. This was the start of Zaleski in the Roma first eleven because I think he debuted a month before away at Udinese, where uh, if memory serves me right, Roma won. I think two one. I think it was, yeah. Uh, and like Le- against Leicester, it was unplayable. It's just like they would just do the switch all day, every day, and he would just get in. I think he was, he got 
and not an assist, but he did well for the goal in that game, if I'm not mistaken. I had to think. I think it was Pellegrini who scored in that game. But uh, against yeah. Leicester? Yeah. Yeah, he did get the assist, Scott. It, it was, was the, the assist. I had to think, yeah, yes. It was the play where he did brilliantly, where they thought he was just going to uh, take the ball down, bring it back, but he he pushed, he kind of like turned his body 180 and pushed the ball forward, which totally caught the player off guard that he, that he turned the ball so quickly and he just bombed forward because he had all that space. He had the guy beat and Pellegrini made a, a perfect uh, cutting run, angled run, and he slipped him through and Pellegrini scored. Like we haven't seen that in absolutely forever. No, I haven't seen it for a while. Uh, our final question is from Frank at Fitba Focus FC. Mourinho is playing the fans with his media sound bites of hearts. He knows the game and is using the passion of the Tifosi to gain credibility. But it's all deflection when the inept performances and a team that should be doing more. When will the accountability begin rather than the dramas? I mean, I don't know when they'll ever begin. It's been two and a half years. If mm. you if you think Mourinho's accountable, now would be the time to you know, to make him accountable for it, but I don't know if they are. This this to me goes on the on the ownership too. Where are they? Like I know they don't talk, Scott, but look, I tend to think the rumors about him renewing are false. I think uh uh freakins are very well and maybe they're holding Mourinho accountable for these performances. We don't know. But you cannot go with a new coach until you get a sporting director. A sporting director. Yeah, well, but I mean, who's going to hold them accountable? We know it, it needs to be the owners, but they don't speak, so we don't know. The fans itself, you got three. You got three different types of fans. You got the pro Mourinho's, who it's Mourinho and the players. You got the anti Mourinho's, who are Mourinho shit. The players are okay, or they'll do better under certain one. And then I think you have guys like us and a lot of others, obviously, that are just more level headed, saying, "Look, I think." Mourinho's just, I think it's time to change. I think he should be held accountable for certain things, but I think the players should be as well. I don't think the system works for the players, nor do I think the players are great. Um, Again, I mentioned the wingbacks of the the 21-goal contribution. In a better system, they produced a little more. But to be honest, I still don't think they're great players. So maybe now they would produce just as bad under a different coach. Look. Rick, Rick Karsdorp had an air kick. Uh, Spinazzola couldn't hit a a simple cutback pass to Lukaku for a goal to give us a win against Atalanta. Those are not things on Mourinho. I'm sorry. Those are that's really the players. That's the players exactly. Uh, you know, it's just. But Mourinho obviously could. The thing I think Mourinho can do, which we can hold accountable, is we know the three back. I'm sorry, is not working. So you're gonna you might give up an extra goal or two, but. If it can help you create more and score more, maybe you'll win more games. You you never know. Maybe try back to four two three one. Okay, they don't really have a right winger. I understand. Or maybe try a diamond formation. You know the four one two one two type. Uh, I'm starting to say like FIFA and Football Manager formations. Hey, it's nothing um, wrong with that. No, exactly. But seriously, try a fullback where you're less relying on your your fullbacks or wingbacks in that case to Bruce. Are they pure fullbacks besides maybe Chelik? Even Chris, I think Christensen actually would do well as a fullback rather than the wingback, to be honest. I think you actually have two fullbacks, but the rest aren't. The rest are more wingbacks. Zaleski. Wingbacks wide wingers. I would say Zaleski. I think Zaleski played as a number 10 in the Primavera. 
He did, but now he's to me, Scotty. I'm sorry, he's reminding me of, of Florenzi, Florenzi. Just switching, switching positions and just looks lost. But you know what, Scott? This is what you're dealt with. This is what you have. This is the chicken shit you have. This is what you got to make. You, I, I really think at least you, you know, we're not getting rid, rid of Mourinho. He's no, he's not leaving at least to the end of the season. I think four back is something you should really look at uh, at trying. You don't even have you don't even have enough center backs to play a three back. You're playing full backs in that position. So I, I think you're at the point where you might just need to try it. If you have the right players, maybe advance Pellegrini a little bit um, and just see how it goes. Yes, you don't have full proper full backs, but just try to make do what you have. Maybe try to create more. I mean, this because this can continue. Uh, the four wins in uh, in 27 games, the lack of scoring that we have, I'm sorry, just it cannot continue this way. And that's, I'll keep saying where it's going to be very hard to make uh, to make top four. So uh, that that obviously in the end that's going to be accountable on Mourinho, but again on the players as well. Yeah, completely. Go. I was thinking in my head what what formation you could play. Like you could do, you could do a four two three one. Um, I would say thank you for the, the the questions. Thank you for the three questions. All very 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 good questions. Uh, you could play. Well, Dabal is played as a right sided attacker. And then you have Pellegrini, Al Sharari, Zaleski, Lukaku up top. And you're, you can have. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Scott, I cut you off. Go ahead. And you're like Bove, Cristante, Paredes. Uh, yeah, that's your midfield, pretty much. Pretty uh, much. The right the right side, Scott, I was just going to mention. Look, I know the baller can't play as a as a white ringer. They, he has to play more of an inside forward. I get yeah. it. He. He's not the guy to play on the line and go for it. But to be honest, Scott, you know how wide he's been the last few games? We talked about Atalanta, how wide he played. I mean, if yeah. you're going to use him in that case, then go ahead with your 4-2-3-1. You're, you're, he's playing so wide anyways. So I, I don't – positionally, he's playing very wide regardless. So just go ahead and, and change it. You're, uh, I Like, you know, if you can find a winger, if you uh, – because I know they were interested in Traore um, from Bournemouth – uh, which he's oh, going to go to Napoli. Napoli, yeah. But if you're looking at that type of player, maybe look for somebody and change it. If you're, you have to sell off. I know they have to sell off a couple of guys to get some guys, but look for somebody maybe on that right side to help. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing. There's, maybe try as even Asmund. Try yeah. try Asmund. Try somebody. It's just it's not, not working the way he's not right now. Elbow, if he's not getting elbowed in the face by uh by Ravella and Guendouzi. Um, exactly. We'll do a quick preview because my battery power is about to uh, to go in about in the next twenty minutes. What are your expectations? Is it try and get something out of it? Fearful of just pray for God um, because it's probably two teams who are struggling at the moment for form and inconsistency. Milan have got no players in the defence. They've had to play Teo Hernandez as centre half in the last month or so as a missing Kalulu, Tamori, like Gabby has just come back from Villarreal on loan. I was surprised that he didn't play against Empoli, which was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, what are you expecting? I, I hate to sound negative. I'm really it's trying okay. to change it, but it just it's how I see it. I don't expect much, Scott. I don't feel, and I'll back myself up. I hope I'm wrong. I don't feel we're going to score. We don't have Dybala, and I don't like what Mourinho says about the team. I love Dybala, my favorite player on the team. Everybody knows this, but 
but he basically said in very, I say, nicer terms, nicer words, more polite. Which shit, we don't with, have, without him. Exactly. Like, come on. I mean, you can't rely on just that one player having the quality and nobody else did. Then there's something wrong. I'm sorry. Guys miss players all the time. And they, yes, I know some teams are better than us. I get it. But guys miss players all the time. And they find a way to do at least better than what we're doing. Because that, that, that's just ridiculous. I, I, I didn't like those words. And so going back to the preview, we don't have Dybala. So he, he is right that we lose a lot of quality. I, I get that. But you're going against a Milan team in the San Siro. Our waveform is in great Scott. I mean, from watching the first half of the season, what, what do you expect? I don't expect to win. I mean, if we get a draw... 0-0. Zero, zero. If we score a goal, it's maybe a penalty, but I don't even expect to score an open plank goal. We haven't scored one against the Serie A team. It's actually since Napoli now, so we're we're coming on to a few. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're coming on to a few games. Now. Lazio, no. Juve, no. Atalanta, no. So our last one was, was Napoli. Also Lukaku in the Coppa Italia last week. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said Serie A. That's why I said uh, against Serie A teams. Yeah, because Carmenese, I mean, if you don't score, which we still struggled. So, exactly. So, I I mean, I look, this would have been, you know, a team that if we, you know, a a team like Roma that we expected to be better, and I did expect them to be better than this with Dybalo Kaku. If my expectations were met and we were playing this game, I'd be salivating to watch this game to see Dybalo Kaku against this defense because there's I know Theon Hernandez is doing better but they're really without center backs to me that would have been a perfect opportunity to take advantage you know how teams take advantage on us with injuries the only team that's been worse off with injuries than Roma this season is actually Milan yeah they, uh, they're, they're struggling with mus- a lot of muscle injuries aren't they yeah they are they're they're statistically worse than Roma by by uh by a good bit so they they're actually the only team that has actually been worse off of muscle injuries than we have. And this would have been the game to take advantage. But, Scott, the way we're playing, I'm sorry. Every time we play a sort of formidable opponent um, that can somewhat defend, we just we don't seem to score. So we shit the bed. We shit the bed. So, And I expect them to do what they did to San Siro last time against Inter. I expect them to play defensive and hope for that you know, hope for those couple of chances. Remember Cristante's interview against the Inter that they prepared this way? Well, I kind of expect them to prepare this way again. They're going to play defensive, hold out, and hope that they have those one or two chances, which, again, unless you're a, a superstar team, like a team like Roma, you can't bet on them to score on one to two chances or one shot on target. You can't You can't really bet on that. This has got nil-nil written all over it. Um, I've got the Gazetta formation website in front of me. Um, Milan, Magnon, Calabria, Kier, Hernandez, Jimenez, Adli, Reinders, uh, Boy Wonder, Christian Pulisic, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Rafa Liao, Oliver Giroud. Roma is Patricio, Mancini, Lorente, Hoysen, Christensen, uh, Cristante, Paredes, Bove, Zaleski, Lukaku, Bellotti. No, <laughs> Bellotti. <laughs> Just that right there, Scott. I'm sorry. Hey, he, I, almost, he almost scored yesterday. He shot, it, he shot it right at the keeper, Scott. Almost is not scoring. And I will, hey, it's on target. It's on target. 
It doesn't matter, Scott. It's not scoring. The chance made the falls key, to he him. Made the keep, he made the keeper work. I guess so. He made the keeper put his <laughs> hands down. To, sorry, Scott. I, I'm a, I'm, I like his personality. I like what he did for Torino. But for Roma, I'm I'm a it's I'm a Belotti hater. Yeah, yeah, I just it's not been great against quality sides. He just he he cannot he cannot perform. I'm not saying it's all on him, obviously, but like just just he he cannot perform. I don't think he's the quality of Roma, and that's who we have starting on Sunday. And I just don't expect us to score. I mean, I love what Lukaku's done before we end the soft Scott, But again, Lukaku is finding out more about him, watching him every week now. He needs creativity around him the guy yeah, cannot score with yeah yeah but again Lukaku will put your goal but you got to give him the chance he's one of those strikers it's still it's still an amazing striker to have don't get me wrong but you need to give him the ball or if you don't give him the ball I mean he's not going to score and that's what we're not doing for him so I actually feel bad for him like he looks at those crosses and he looks so depressed I always tell him yeah yeah, Lukaku, I feel your pain. Trust me, I feel it. When he looks at every ball up in the air, going just get past used it. to it. Get yeah, used get to, it. to it for another few months. I would say cube Andrea Bellotti last minute winner in the San Zero. If he does, Scott, I'll throw my hands in the air. I'll apologize, but again, every time wave, I do this, around. it doesn't happen. Yeah, wave him around like you just don't care. Exactly. Um, I think that pretty much. Uh, is enough for the pod, but I will end on this. And it's quite a sad note. Um, Sven Juran Eriksson coming out today and saying he's probably got roughly about a year left to live. Um, he's got diagnosed with um, pancreatic cancer. So he's a legend of the game, former England manager. He's managed both Roma and Lazio. Won Lazio the Scudetto in 1999-2000. On that crazy, crazy last day of the season where you had the rain in Perugia. You had that downpour in Perugia. And Lazio beat, I think it was Regina 3-0 at home. Marco Materazzi scored for Perugia against Juventus. No, no, what Materazzi? But Materazzi was playing and Kalina was the ref. And he said, this game must go on. So they played in the downpour. I remember watching it on Channel 4 back in the day. And I was re-listening to old Galazzo podcasts and they were talking about that. But then, yes, Sven won the the league title with Lazio. Lazio's last league title. The following year, Roma won it. And that was the the end. Lazio won it with uh, Cragnotti's money where they just spent a shitload of money on players. But the, the team that they had, Joey, the team that they had, Crespo, Veron. Stankovic, Nedved, like Nesta. What a great team, yeah. <laughs> I know Special it's the team. team. I know it's the team from the other side, and it's just like, oh, I think he had Diego, Pablo, Simeone in the midfield. But Sven is a legend of football. Like He's managed in Portugal, Sweden, uh, national teams for England. He's managed in England as well. He's managed all over the world, took England to one World Cup. Two World Cups, two quarterfinals, three quarterfinals, including Euro 2020, 2004 in Portugal, which hands down is still one of my favourite tournaments because Greece shit housed it. But it's sad because I think when I watched the interview earlier, you could see the sadness in his eyes and you could see the hurt in him because 
we briefly talked about it. He said, one day I was feeling fine. The next day I collapsed. They did some tests. They said everything was okay, but you've got cancer. And it's just a sad, it's sad, it's a sad yeah. thing to see coming out in the news today. Um, yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. And that's the most shocking thing is where he said, Scott, I mean, he's a legend, right? And he just comes out and said, one day you're feeling fine. And then the next day, you know, you go to a doctor, you had a, he had a stroke and he said he's yeah, had five, 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 five strokes. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he recovered. They said it was many strokes and he thought it was fine, but they say, no, you have cancer. And you're like, okay, that's, that's the important thing is, you know, once you have, if you have good health, I mean, do whatever makes you happy and do what you want. And, I don't know, Zvan, I, I think he's lived he's lived a great life so far and he's just a legend and it's just really sad to hear about it. Uh, he's, I think he's a ladies' man off the pitch. There were some stories in the UK of yeah, him I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, but no, an absolute legend of the game and um, my thoughts and prayers go out to his to his to himself and his family. Um such sad news we heard today about the the cancer pancreatic cancer and of Svenja and Ericsson. Sorry to um, end the pod on such a sad note, but that pretty much wraps up the pod. You can follow us at lemangicast.com. Find our previous episodes on the, on, of the podcast. You can follow us on all social, social media platforms. So no Apple uh, podcast platforms. Bloody how English Scott. I always botch this and I don't know why. <laughs> Always watch this. You can find us on Apple, SoundCloud, Podbean, etc. You, et you can follow us on Twitter at the Magicast as well. Um, we'll be back Monday after the um, the game in the San Zero. And then Roma have got some Saturday and Monday night games afterwards, haven't they, Joey? Yeah, schedule's finally changing. I mean, we don't have Europa League till February, so... Romo will be having a lot more Saturday and uh, Monday games coming up. I cannot wait. Um, and Jerry... Scott, actually, before we go, Roma, I know Milan is next, but they should really take advantage of, they only have once a week up until late February. Yeah, they do. So they really have to take advantage of uh, teams that are either still in the cup or they just got to take advantage of playing well once a week now. So we'll see. I will mention this before we finish, but the next weekend's round of action, there's only six games because the Supercoppa Italiana in, uh, in uh, the Middle East. That's right. Yeah, so there's only six games. That's right. So uh, Roma need to honestly take advantage. Teams are playing around them or playing a few more games, so really they have to take advantage. I think that is in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. I could be I could be mistaken. But no. it is. We do have yeah. a friendly though against Riyadh. That's the only downside, oh. but that's the but I mean that's the reason we got the sponsor. People are gonna hate it. Ah uh, yeah. I know people are gonna hate it, but we have a we have a friendly in Riyadh because you know we got we did get the sponsor, so we, we have to play the friendly, unfortunately. Uh that's that's fine, that's fine. Um Jerry, thank you very much for joining me on this Thursday evening. Thank you, as always, Scott. I mean, I wish it was better result for us. Again, another derby. We'll have to wait till April to hopefully experience a derby win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> you I, don't I, sound I, very optimistic. Uh, to, to be honest, uh, I've got used to it being a Roma fan now. It's not... I, I don't get angry as much now watching football. I get disappointed. But yesterday was like a new low. 
Absolutely, and that's the expectation I don't want. Is we're, we're expecting to go into derbies with a negative result. That's what I, I really want to change. I want Roma to change because we shouldn't have fans that expect this, especially against Lazio. Very, very true. Uh, enjoy your weekends, guys. We'll be back Monday and uh, for Roma. Ciao. Ciao.